religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden or boxes to check than a deeply personal connection with our Creator. We are also surrounded with messages that tell us that our value is in our ability to get things done, while at the same time saying that we as women shouldn't stand out or draw attention to ourselves. My name is Emily Lewis, and you're listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. For 26 years of my life, I felt like it was my responsibility to keep God happy by doing all the things. I was desperate to be good and to belong. So I exhausted myself by checking the boxes and squeezing myself into the expectations of what others and what I thought God wanted from me. But when I learned that God loves me unconditionally and with radical grace, that allowed me to let go of toxic relationships with the church and myself. Now, as a beloved daughter of God, a wife, a mom, a kids ministry pastor, a speaker, and a worthiness coach, I am confidently living the life that God meant for me. I'm here to help you overcome beliefs that are no longer serving you so that you too can live a well-rested life, ask for what you want, confidently expect to receive what you're worth, and have deep, authentic relationships with God, yourself, and others. When you are grounded in God's grace and own who he says you already are, it opens up the door for the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I'm Emily Lewis, and I'm so glad you're here, friend. Hey there, friend. Welcome to this episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. Today is one of those days where I just want to chat with you and give you kind of an update on this topic that we're going to talk about around people and letting people in and trusting people because it is tricky, man. It is tricky relearning how to trust people or learning how to trust people and let people in and letting the walls down. And it's not easy. It's a process. And I just want to encourage you because the other side of letting people in on the other side of letting people in and having that support system and having people in your corner is incredible. It makes me tear up just thinking about it again right now. Also probably because I just, um, sniff some peppermint oil and put it on my wrist cause I need some energy, but, but that's beside the point. This has had me emotional lately when people come around me and support me and encourage the gifts that God has in me. And I know I just recently released an episode on the power of having other people hold belief for you while you're in that process. So it's something similar to that, but when people really believe in you and are able to come around you and support you, and you're able to be vulnerable with them and be just real and raw, it is incredible what happens that other people get a blessing from being there for you. Like today is one of those days where I'm going to pick up the phone and call someone, maybe not today, but tomorrow I'm going to call someone because I'm feeling low. I'm feeling like I need to process with someone and not in like a professional capacity, like with my therapist, but with a friend capacity or somebody who I trust to give me good advice and hold space for me. When we armor up and try to have it all together, or we pull away from 
the opportunity to be vulnerable, we limit the amount of love that can come to us. We limit the amount of love that other people can pour into us when we've got it all together. Um, somebody was just talking about on stories, how she did an event and she was so nervous. She could puke. And I recently preached at church and I was nervous, but what Brittany said on her stories was like, I miss the opportunity for authenticity by not telling them I'm nervous. And she said, there could have been somebody else on that call in that um, presentation that she gave who might be like, wow, look at her go. She can like do that. I could never do that. I'm nervous. But what if we were the ones that went first? What if we went first and we're like, this makes me so nervous. Like there were friends and people closer to me that I was like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to preach today. But there's also a layer of vulnerability that we can have with a broader audience too. And be like, yo guys, I'm feeling nervous to even be up here. And it opens up opportunities for other people. It allows you to let care in when we're honest about where we're at rather than feeling like we have to have it together. And I think there's this lie that we believe that we have to have the answers, be put together, look like we know what we're talking about and all those things. We try to project that and perform in a way that makes it harder for people to get to know us. And we're doing it as a way to protect ourselves from vulnerability, from what people might think, from the risk involved of people wanting someone who acts like they have it all together. And we're missing authentic friendship. We're missing that community. Because when we show up and say, hey, I'm actually struggling in this area, it allows other people to say, hey, I'm actually struggling too. And then we can be there for each other and they can pour into us and lift us up when we are down. They can celebrate us when we win. And that is the beauty of community. And I want to encourage you to find people in person to be in community with. It's tricky. It's hard. Maybe you're part of a big church. Maybe you're part of a church that's felt really impersonal. Maybe church has felt uh, really painful for you and been something really hard. I hear that. I get that. And I want to challenge you past the pain that you've experienced in the past. I want to challenge you past the potential for pain in the future because the community that you will experience is so worth the risk. It really is to have people cheering for you in your corner, ready to promote you, ready to, um, lift you up is invaluable. We need those in-person people, the people we can literally physically hug the people that we can call and the people that can physically come over to our house and share a meal with. It is so essential. And I'm seeing this even more and more now. And I'll share a story with you. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but here we are. So I have felt afraid of being present 
in my local community because there's a lot of pain here. The people who have hurt me the worst go to church, have a block for me. And that is scary. That's scary to admit on a podcast. And it makes me want to shut this episode off and be like, let's record something else. See, I'm just being real. I'm just being real with you. Okay. Um, it's scary to be, um, seen in our local communities, in our hometowns where people know a past version of us and where people want to continue seeing us as that past version of ourselves, or we play the villain in their mind, in their story. And it's really hard for us to show up as anything different in their minds. So we feel like we have to be quiet or play small in order to not like ruffle feathers. And there's this weird thing that happens inside of us that totally makes sense. And that doesn't make sense at all where we are afraid of the people who have already rejected us. We're afraid of what they think still. Isn't that crazy? It's a mind bender for sure, but it's, it's something that we all deal with, even if it doesn't seem to make sense. So as I am wrestling through this and over the course of the last at least year, been asking God for ways to just be more present and grounded here. And in the last two months, really praying over my town and asking for just being grounded here, wrestling with God, like, yeah, this is where you have us. Like part of me wants to spread my wings and try something else. Right. But this is where we're at. And this is where I want to be. And this is where God wants us to be also. So staying grounded right here where my feet are in newer and deeper ways has been so beautiful to say that I trust people to let people in, to have long conversations with people about um, the fears around being in my hometown and all of those things has afforded me in-person community whom I know I could call and who want to champion me, which is crazy, right? When we're so used to people not being there for us, it can feel so foreign to find people who want to champion us and don't have an agenda. And that's what I want for you. I want you to put yourself out there in scary ways that allows people in. You can go listen to, I think it was episode 11, if I'm not mistaken, of the RFWP, um, Seeking Truth, Finding God's Heart, that Lois McNair and I did. So that episode's mm, two years old now at this point. But I was talking really vulnerably about finding a new church community and trying to learn to trust people again. So you can find more of the story, I guess. This is kind of an update. It's a beautiful thing for me to know that I have people in my corner and it has brought me to tears twice this week. So as I get up to preach and as I minister locally, and as I plan an in-person conference, yes, I just spoiled that. Be on the lookout for more information on that. But as I get to do things locally 
and locking arms with people, it is incredible to me to experience the love and care from other people. And that's what I want for you. But it takes a level of vulnerability saying, Hey, even I need a friend. Hey, we're looking for community again and taking baby steps towards building relationships with people. You are not a burden and you are so worthy of having people in your corner who are cheering for you, who aren't going to throw the towel in on you. They're not waiting for you to fail. They have your back. You deserve that. You were created to be in community. You are not weak for needing community, for needing other people, for needing to rely on other people. You were created with a need for others and others were created for an with a need for you. There's somebody who needs your attitude, your perspective on life. And there's somebody that needs my attitude and my perspective on life. And there's somebody else out there who has a completely different viewpoint and a completely different personality who can add to all of our lives and pour into us. We were not supposed to be going this life alone. There's no award, no prize for the one who got the most done on their own. There's different studies and graphs that show the statistics of how many hours in our lifetime that we will spend alone. And it's stunning to me how many hours we will spend just with ourselves and not with other people, which side note, means it's really important to work on that relationship with God and the relationship with yourself because you are literally the person you're spending the most amount of time with. But also, why do we deny ourselves the gift that is letting other people in to pour into us and to love on us when most of our life lifetime and the minutes and hours that we spend are actually spent alone already? So we don't need to create a bigger number for that by saying, I've got this. I have to be tough. I have to be strong. What if I ask for help that says something about me, X, Y, Z, if I am not doing enough or whatever, like we let these stories and these narratives keep us from letting people in and it keeps other people's blessing away because they want to pour into us and we're blocking it. And it keeps us, what we feel like is safer. We feel safer when we don't let people in. If I don't tell somebody that I'm struggling, if I don't tell somebody because I should, I should have this figured out, I should already know this. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't already know that. Maybe somebody was put into your life to answer that question for you. And that's okay. And it's good. It's good to say, hey, this feels kind of silly to ask, but I'm really exhausted and this wore me out. Do you have some encouragement from that? Or, hey, I could really use somebody to just come sit with my kids so I can go run some errands. Or I need somebody to bounce ideas off and just listen to me. Like whatever you need, it's not too much. And that person Man, if somebody makes you feel like you're too much, maybe they're not your person, right? 
But like the people that you go to that are your people are going to care for you and love you well and be there for you. And there might be a process of learning to trust people. There might be people that burn you along the way because there's literal actual risk involved. That's why it's vulnerability because there's actual risk involved with this level of authenticity and this level of I'm needy and it's okay that you're needy. Okay. I would love to know what you do. Do you have a community that you can be vulnerable with a small group of people around you? Do you have the people that you could call who will support you and be there for you and listen to you? Maybe it's a mix of both. I definitely have a mix of both in-person people and people who are far across the country who I can call. And I think I need to be better at this too, of taking advantage. And I know that might be sound like weird wording to take advantage of people, but I don't mean it that way, but take advantage of the resources that you have in the people that are around you and be vulnerable. Go first, go first. Maybe somebody else isn't being vulnerable, but you can open up the opportunity for somebody else to be real and authentic and how stunning and beautiful would that be? If you could let them let their guard down because you did, and it would be healing for you and for them. And then you can continue to grow in your trust of other people, which is so tricky and convoluted and not a straightforward path, but I promise it is so worth it to have people in your corner, get some good ones around you and be a good one for other people. And I know that you're one of those people. You're one of the people that pours into other people, whether or not you have much left in your own tank, right? Yeah. So let somebody else do that for you too. And do life together. Let people in, let people pour into you. You're not too much. You're not a burden. You matter. Your needs matter. Your need for community matters too. Now I'm going to go have a vulnerability hangover and be like, what did I just record? What did I just publish? Um, just being real guys, just being real. I want you to know more and more. I want you to know the person behind abundant grace, me, Emily. I want you to know that I'm a real person with real struggles, with learning to walk out this grace and following Jesus and owning my worth and confidently being myself. I'm just a person learning it. And I get to teach to you what I've learned and what God has showed me too. But I'm just a person. I'm just a human being. And if I can figure this out, if God can empower me, God can do the same thing for you. So I want to show more and more of that to you. And if you want somebody to support you in your healing, because maybe it doesn't feel safe to let people in. Maybe it doesn't feel okay to rely on other people. And you feel like you have to do it all yourself all the time. Maybe you're feeling really overwhelmed by that. And you're not sure what to let go of or how to rest and connect to God and reconnect with yourself. I would absolutely love to support you. That is why I'm here. 
go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching. And I can help you get breakthrough in this area, or you can just send me a DM on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace. I would love to chat with you and help you cultivate authenticity and worth inside of yourself so that you can begin to attract people who value and love you well. Thanks for being here. And I will talk to you here again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Abundant Grace podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, or you heard a nugget that you needed, I invite you to share it with a friend who else relates and would be blessed by today's episode. And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered to own their worth too. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there is nothing you can do to add or take away from your worth. And there is nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you any less.